I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. And that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Best Quality Vacuum, the duck feed show where we look at the entire Vince Gilliverse. That's mm. Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Better Call Saul. And yeah. Better Call Saul. And Better Call Saul. Yes. Uh, do not be confused by the title. We are not starting the Better Call Saul series. That is after we talk about Breaking Bad. This is the episode in season two called Better Call Saul, uh, which changes the game. Uh, best episode of season two so far. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I'm going to say uh, this is the level of fun and mm-hmm. like hijinks and stakes that I love yeah. in this show. I love the the TV show Better Call Saul. But mm-hmm. I really like it when he becomes a shithead. Yes. Like shithead Saul Goodman is really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I missed him. Yes. After the depth and nuanced <laughs> high art version of Saul that we get in that show. Uh, I miss just like, let's roll around in the dirt. <laughs> let's be know? as crooked as possible. Smear ourselves with feces and scream like it's fucking <laughs> garbo people doing yeah. trash things and being shits. Like, let's get into it. <laughs> Goblins. Like, not goblin mode like, oh, I had a cheeseburger. It's goblin mode. No. No. Goblins. <laughs> like, I want to fucking have a warren mm-hmm. and, and I'm worth 10 experience. Like, goblins. <laughs> I want to speak very blithely about the nature of prison shankings. Yeah, just like you're sure and then take a trip to Belize. You know, just <laughs> real fucking cavalier about human life. Like, let's get scummy. Uh, way into it. God, so good. Yeah. Uh, this was written by Peter Gould, who had gone to be instrumental in better call Saul, um, Mm -hmm. uh, the series. And this was directed by Terry McDonough. Uh, and it originally aired on April the 26th of 2009. Yes. Uh, primarily this is about Badger getting busted Mm -hmm. and us being introduced to this crooked lawyer, Saul Goodman, who helped set up a deal. Uh, there's also a subplot with Hank. Mm-hmm. It's PTSD. I always forget about, but it's done really well mm-hmm. uh, in this. Those scenes are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Saul, like a major character. One of the, you know, we got a couple more major characters coming, but not that many. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got we got some Gus and we got some Mike <laughs> on the way. Uh, and then we got the Nazis. But yeah. we're, you know, this really rounds out our ensemble for a while uh here. It really does. And the way that he enables everything that happens from this point on. You know, like he is, he is what allows the things to get as heightened as they are. Yeah. Uh, just he's, like he's a bridge. From, Cause yeah, you know, these, these are just two guys, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know Dick about doing these crimes and they, they get a lot of comedy mileage out of that. But if they want the stakes to keep going higher and they want to actually deal with them in the big leagues, they need a, they need a bridge yes. to that. And this person who has a foot in both ponds, like a low life and higher crime life yeah. is perfect for it. Mm-hmm. And He's, he's a great character. I mean, obviously, I mean, again, just me clapping like a circus seal when I see who Saul Goodman is, yes. you know, who's played by it. like, you have to remember 2008, Bob Odenkirk, it had been a while since he had done Mr. Show. Like he had yep. been this, you know, he had his time on front street as part of this sketch show for comedy nerds. Right. But yeah. like between then, you know, before that, and then he kind of immediately afterward, he was doing writing production. Like he doesn't consider himself to be a performer, right? Like he's yeah. more thinking about, you know, just making, making good comedy happen. Right. When he would show up on things and it would always be the best part of what he showed up in. Yeah. You know, but just kind of barely. So it's like, Oh, he's in this episode of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. That's real fun. 
Yeah. You know, uh, but that's it. It wouldn't be anything more than that. Oh, he showed up on Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he was great, but he was just, it was a treat. We could yeah. have just a little bit of Bob Odenkirk as a treat. Yeah. You know, but, but to have him brought in, uh, you know, as a comedic actor doing this, you know, it's a comedic role in this show that is getting kind of more and more serious, right? Yeah. Um, as kind of this mu- very much needed leavening, uh, you know, to, 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 to happen, I think. Uh, just it's impossible to think of somebody who could have done this better. He, he's also uh, one of my all time favorite actors. Yes. Uh, and presences. Um, it is very normie core to love Bob Odenkirk. Like the whole internet lost their mind when he had a heart attack with yeah. good reason. Like we did mm-hmm. not want to lose our boy. Um, I was so genuinely like I went into parasocial apoplexy when mm-hmm. he was fine, you know, yep. just like, oh, thank <sighs> God. And Oof. I was like, I don't know this man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, he's great. I just, yeah. I love him. Uh, I really like nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's real fun in that. Obviously just incredible and better call Saul. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get just an incredibly gifted actor, yes. you know, uh, one of the funniest people. And then also just an incredible actor. Yeah. Um, absolutely arresting on screen brought a lot of this character himself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which we, we learn from, they talk about this a little bit in the, uh, the podcast about mm-hmm. this, which is largely just congratulating people. We get little details like, uh, Saul's specific haircut of like almost being a mullet, but not really. Yep. That's all Bob Odenkirk. Like uh-huh. he's just like, no, no, it's gotta be like this. Yeah, uh, yeah. And explain this very specific dorky haircut. It's gotta be uh, this kind of comb over, right? Like the, yeah. like the, like the back almost needs to be a distraction from what's going on up front. The smoke and mirrors yes. there. <laughs> it, it's a, it, he, he crafted this character, mm-hmm. you know, did a lot of work with it. Yeah. And his character ends up having surprising depth, even within the series, obviously in better call Saul, we get to the absolute bottom of that. And that's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in this series, there is surprising depth. Yes. all good men uh, yeah. eventually um wonderful character yeah uh also the wardrobe choices were him too uh, uh yeah. and then like he pretty much helmed the commercials which kind of become this i mean it's the way that he is properly introduced is through this tim and eric uh commercial that he has here but like you know he he gets in and is like all right we need to make this as shitty as possible on you know on purpose right yeah. and the crew just was not acclimated to that at all like they had to they had to like figure out how to do a bad green screen right yes yeah and it's also uh knee slappingly fucking funny oh yeah <laughs> uh, all this stuff like this is a funny show we talk about that like i don't know if there's any show that lives in my heart as hard as this one does that isn't at least a little bit funny mm-hmm. you know like you need that yeah. uh, that commercial is fucking hilarious <laughs> uh, do you know that you have rights that- <laughs> you're just minding Const- your own business swerving yeah. all over the road drinking from a bottle. <laughs> just partying yeah. yeah the constitution says you do uh, I, I just, I love that so much. Uh, I think about that all the time. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very good stuff. The, uh, the commentary is mostly focused on, uh, geeking out about Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not on, uh, the commentary. I uh, imagine he was busy at the time. Um, but, uh, there, there are fun, like technical, technical things there, like talking about how they arranged the cold open, you know, like just, yeah, uh, it, was, it was shot in a big uninterrupted shot. Yeah. And then they used some of the cars passing by to do cuts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But even making it look like first thing in the morning, uh, you know, the lighting challenge for that and all of that, it gets a real, like you're, you're loving this, aren't you Cole? Uh, kind of, kind of thing where it's just like, I think at one point they say, uh, <laughs> just, well, you know, re- really you got to hand it to, you know, to the people who painted the set. 
you know, yeah. like, oh, just, just being, you've got to hand it to the electric department. There, there's nothing <laughs> I like more in a commentary or podcast than people handing it to each other. <laughs> just a nonstop self. You know, it's why I love the Oscars. It, it, it wasn't, it's why it wasn't I love the, all of that stuff. Just a nonstop, you know, it's Hollywood's, the, the stars are shining I, and it, it's just, uh, got to give the part, it up. The part that I so they had the director of photography here. The part that I liked wasn't the the, you know the hand it to him. Just like, but it's funny to say like, oh, you got to hand it to the painters or whatever. But like, they're making good points. You know, stuff that I recognize from you know taking like film lighting classes in college. You know, just like talking about the challenge of this and the way that they overcame it. Like they get into more technical detail on that. I know that's not your thing. It is the thing that I you know yeah. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't like handing it to people. Yes, yeah, uh, on things. Or I don't want to. I, I like it. Like it's one of those things where it's not a spectator sport. Yeah, you know. I hope they're going up to the the painting people and telling them. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, hey, you did a good job on this. Not just like telling me and having me, you know, be like, mm-hmm. hey, I'll, I'll pass it along yeah. if I see them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you telling? Who are you talking to? <laughs> It's like one of those things where every once in a while, like Kamala Harris will tweet, like somebody's got to do something about the guns in America. And it's like, who, who are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> who, who are you passing this up to? Me? You know, the, the person who retweeted you onto my timeline, like uh-huh. you, you have more power than I do. It's yeah. that kind of thing is always yeah. what that makes me feel yeah. like. Oh. I just, it's what's interesting about my appreciation of this and behind the scenes stuff. And it it's not, uh, it's specific kind of the breaking bad. So like we had a lot of behind the scenes access uh, and the previous show in this slot for orb. Um, but we were getting more about the choices for plot and character in yes. that, which is what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, that was behind the scenes, but it was, there were some technical details, but it wasn't exclusively technical details. Yeah. This so far has been mostly that. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's kind of bumming me out. Like, it's not the part I'm not trying to take that away from you. Right. It's just a poor Canolos dose, you know, like, I, I also would like those things because like you created, but you created Saul Goodman for a reason, right? Yeah. Like you had a goal, you know, it, it just, even though season two was produced in this kind of strange way and, you know, kind of set up more like a Swiss watch than a lot of the other seasons were like, there was a problem that Saul was, you know, designed to, was designed to solve. Yeah. Right. Like talk about that. Talk, you know, you do it as a plot construct, you know, talk about storytelling, not just film, like literal filmmaking, the making of film, you know, making the shot. Like, and it's just a weird thing that uh, part of it is like they're recording the commentaries, uh, contemporaneous, uh, commentaries and the podcast contemporaneously with it. It's not a retrospective. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Go Team Venture book is. Um, what I really want is a, ret- a retrospective. Yeah. I want them to go back with the full knowledge of the series and talk about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe such thing exists. I haven't looked in. You know, there might be like a what happened style. Yeah. You know, book yeah. about Breaking Bad. I haven't seen one, yeah. but that's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I and I'm still holding out hope that as the show gets more confident and gets a little bit further along, that stuff will start bleeding into the back matter. Yeah. You know. Uh, not that I don't want production details or want to take that away from you. I just want other stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just re- replace some of the glad handing with, uh, you know, just storytelling. Tell me something from the writer's room, you know, yeah, tell me the, about the, something that almost made it in. Right. That, that's just fascinating. Like the way that they, they write this, like even just like our, a writer's room is a fascinating prospect. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea somebody writes a thing and then everyone gets together to improve it you know, and they're making all these little things. Like there's little details about that, but again, it all just bleeds into production. Like they talk about how much they wanted to have um, a king or they wanted to have a queen size bed mm-hmm. for Jesse's bed. At the end of this, they ended up getting a king size yeah. and this drove uh, Vince Gilligan nuts. 
I, I don't care. Like I, yeah. I, that's really hard for me. Like that's trivia in the most trivial sense, mm-hmm. you know? And, and what I wanted, like, I can guess why he was, why he wanted a queen size bed. Yes. Like that would speak to Jesse's like, you know, sense of modesty, like, uh, not, no, not understanding, mm-hmm. you know, the difference, like thinking that's probably fine, but speak yeah. to that. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I want to hear. Yeah. Please, so. you know, and like the, 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 there's a little bit of that in the commentary. Like they talked about uh, just you know, the, the difference between writing for Saul and writing for every other character. Saul yeah. is the only character who, you know, speaks in long interrupted lines, right? Yeah. Like he gets these walls of text, whereas everybody else, you know, it is done very kind of almost like percussively. And the drama is conveyed in the uh, reaction. Right. Yeah. But Saul is a fast talker. Saul, Saul is always performing. He's yeah. always in front of a judge. Yeah. You know, and that, that's stuff that we, we get to see masterfully develop over the series. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to watch the rest of Breaking Bad, but I'm also really excited to revisit Better Call Saul. Same. And you know what? I'll throw you a bone, El Camino. I'm really yep. excited for you as well. Same. Um, good shit. And, <laughs> and this is, I'm not trying to complain about, because I'm complaining about the back matter. This is my favorite episode of season two, at least so far, and probably will end up being on rewatch. And Let's I see after four days out. <laughs> yeah. No, four days out is great. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think that Saul might do more for me than a bottle episode. Yeah. I love yeah. four days out, but man, this is, mm, this, this is, really is perfect. Good. This yeah. is the mix. Uh, great <laughs> opening as well. We start with this like beautiful cold open, uh, badger sitting on a better call Saul park bench. Uh, there we can't see Saul's face, but it, you know, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is uh, we're situated across the street in one unbro- unbroken shot that they did camera trickery to not make unbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, and DJ Qualls walks up to him and he goes, "Shit, DJ Qualls, I've seen you as a character actor in some stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're that <laughs> sick actor that everybody you're, likes. You're always so gawky. <laughs> have, you, have you gotten better? Yeah, like." <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hollywood's sickest actor walks up uh, and the sits mo- next to him. The, the most prominent, ho- the most prominent Adam's apple in showbiz. Yeah, the, the tuberculosis uh, <laughs> of the year recipient yeah. Um, yeah. walks up. I, I think he's like Detective Getz or something like that. Like, just he's the they they put him on undercover stuff because he looks like a kid, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. And he has to buy a teeth. You know, uh, Badger's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, uh, he's, you know, listen, I, I smell bacon and this really, uh, funny bit of him being like, well, look at that truck over there, that brown truck that's parking all conspicuous, uh, you know, flowers by Irene. Come on. It's not flowers <laughs> by Irene, but something very similar to that. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You see, you gotta be, you know, if you're, if you're going to do this, at least be original. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, uh, and the buyer calls his bluff. Like, he's like, I guess I'm just going to go. And yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, don't be like that. You know, yeah. I just, I got to know, you know, I know you're not a cop. Show me you're not wearing a wire yeah. uh, here. <laughs> so he lifts up his shirt. He's like, ah, I'm blinded, you know, it's, it's yeah. so white. Um, and you know, Badger's like, no, yeah, but that's still not enough. You're not wearing a wire. Um, and he says like, hey, you can, you know, go punch that guy. Then I'll know you're not a cop. But the buyer says, yeah. well, how about this? The constitution says that if a cop, uh, you know, if you ask a cop that they're a cop, they can't deny it. If he, you know, like, yeah. it it's slightly funnier. Like he says, uh, listen, you know, if you ask a cop, he can't deny it. And Badger goes, really? He's like, yeah, it's in the constitution. And Badger says one of the low key funniest lines of the whole thing, mm-hmm. the U S constitution. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I, <laughs> Schwarzenegger. I Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Oh, the U S constitution. He's like, yeah, man. Uh, and he goes, okay, you a cop. He's like, no man, ask it official. This ask gets, it in, uh, ask it in like official. This gets, uh, uh, parallel later when, uh, when Saul is like, make it official. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, put the dollar in my pocket, you know, <laughs> the, these two contrasting, uh, 
you know, putting on airs of formality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he does it and Badger's like, all right, let's make the deal. Here's the price is the price, yo. Takes the money. Uh, and then as soon as this happens, the buyer draws on him. And two yeah. vans pull up. One of the vans just straight up says something on the side, like copies or something like that. Uh-huh. It's very funny. A big intimidating windowless van that just has yeah. a very bland word on the side. And the other one's just a brown, a brown van is the flower van. Like he Badger totally spotted it. Yeah. Uh, but something yeah. that I love about just the, the, the inherent sweetness of Badger, uh, this is a, this is a social avocation for him. Like yeah. the money motivates him, you know, just as it would anybody who wanted to make a quick dangerous buck. Right. But like, it, he he ignored his better instincts about this because he, he, wanted, he wanted a friend. He, he wanted yeah. to be friendly with this guy. It's so sweet. Yeah. It's later. It's really funny and, and sweet. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, he gets arrested. He gets up and we see Saul uh, cut to, you know, we have our intro credits and then we cut to uh, a Saul, Better Call Saul commercial uh, mm-hmm. again. Great. You know, do you know <laughs> that you have rights? <laughs> the constitution says you do. Uh-huh. Uh, absolutely. Love it. Um, guy, guy drinking and driving arrested by a, by a lady stripper cop wearing a, uh, a, a crop top uniform. <laughs> Great. Just beautiful stuff. You know, yeah. uh, we cut to Jesse and Jane lying on the floor of the bedroom, uh, post-coital. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. And uh, Jesse, Jess- you know, we follow the trail of clothes. Yes. It. And Jesse wishes that they could smoke, you know, just imagine uh, post-sex smoke could be great. But Jane, yeah. you know, says, you know, no, absolutely not. Like she still needs to wear the hat of the, uh, the super, the building supervisor. Yeah. Right? I can smell that weed. My dad has a nose like a bloodhound. And they start bonding a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, your dad's cautious. She's like, yeah. You know, this is just something Jesse has experience with. Like, yes. obviously. Yeah. He says, uh, you know, since I already lost my deposit, what if I burn one? Mm-hmm. If you want some, she says, no. He's like, well, what if I, do you mind if I do? Maybe you'll change your mind. Yeah. And she starts icing him. Yeah. You know, it starts getting up and putting on her clothes, leaving, you know, do what you want. And he's, he says like, Hey, you know, what did I say? And she flips him, uh, he, her AA, basically her, uh, narcotics anonymous, yes. but her, uh, 18 month recovery chip. Yeah. That she has. And he lies you know, recovery. Know, right on. I respect that. You know, I don't really yeah. burn much anymore. It's just like a sometimes thing. Yeah, well, it's he, a sweet lie though. He, he's doing yeah. it because he's trying to say like, no, like this is a respectful move. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. weirdly enough, like he wanted to, I, I have had friends who are habitual weed sm- smokers who wouldn't do this, mm-hmm. you know, who wouldn't like back off. Like he likes yeah. her, you know, I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's genuine. Like he's willing yeah, to yeah. cut down. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's not a deal breaker. Like he mo- most recently we have seen him using it to cope with trauma. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He uh, saw a guy's head get crushed. Yeah. You know, but he's, he's also, he really likes her. He's willing to make a sacrifice here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he asks if they're cool and she doesn't answer. She just says, Hey, your satellite connected. That screen's real badass. Like implicit, you know, implicitly yeah. answering. Yeah. So we get a night today time lapse. You know, Skylar yeah. is preparing her lunch for the day. You know, she's going in on the weekend and Walt's like, is this going to be every weekend? You're pretty dressed yeah. up for a Saturday. Now you, you don't know? even get casual Saturdays. You're like, Walt, it's work. Everyone's going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, she needs the social. She needs to socialize outside of her house because her house is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. She does go, come up and give him a kiss. I think this is really well observed. Uh, something that happens as people emotionally distance themselves from a partner is they will sometimes be more physically affectionate. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's not like it's a, I want to say a smokescreen, but it's not so calculating. Right. You know, it, it's not like they're, they're saying like, ha they'll never suspect me of wanting to fuck to IFT if, uh, yeah. you know, if I kiss him, it's, it's just a thing you do, you know, instinctually. Yeah. It's like a dad who's not around very, you know, very much because of work or whatever, buys a lot of gifts for the kid. Right? Exactly. 
Like yeah. it's a, your brain is trying to fix you. Yes. You know, uh, and trying to make you do good. Uh, she leaves the phone rings and it's Maria panicking. Yeah. She's very distressed. Walt comes over and answers it. Um, and he goes over mm-hmm. there to, uh, she says, to discuss him. yeah, H- Hank, Hank is, Hank has been in the bed. Like he's not leaving the bedroom. Right. You know, just yep. a distressing amount of time, you know, shutting down entirely. Won't talk about what happened. You know, I, yeah. she didn't even know that he came home. She just came home and found him. She had yep. to hear about the bombing from Gomez, like just yep. the, just complete wall. Yeah, absolutely. Shutting her out. Um, Walt goes and knocks on the door. Hank goes, not now, babe. And, and he's like, no, it's me. Uh, so he's Walt. He puts on the face. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to be to be friendly. Like uh, there, I Hank does fucking incredible work mm-hmm. in this episode. Like this is such a, this is obviously Bob Odenkirk's episode. Yeah. Uh, great Hank PTSD episode. Yes. Um, I love that he uh, his accidental moment of honesty. Like Walt's like, how are you doing? He's like pretty lousy. They're like pretty bad. <laughs> he's honest. And then you, you can hear it like the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Montezuma's revenge. Big time. Yeah. It's just going through <laughs> me like crap through a horn or something. Like he says, yeah. like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. He's desperately trying to put on his face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in front of somebody it's tragic. Like again, mm-hmm. this you know, Hank is, is a racist uncle, you mm-hmm. know, as his character, but like there's so much humanity in this fucking character. Yeah. Uh, in this arc, it's really good. It's something I don't think I appreciated fully until this watch. Yes. And looking at it really closely, like it's, it's really well done. Yeah. And seeing them like figure out a good way to use him as well. Yeah. As opposed to just like a comic relief who, you know, will they, won't they, you know, with him being on Walt's trail. Right. Yeah. Like, which eventually comes back later, but they lay the ground for, they had to make us care about Hank. Yeah. You know, in contrast with what they, you know, this is not the actress's fault at all, but contrast how they try to get uh, Marie. Mm-hmm. They have the same kind of thing with the shoplifting and all of the nonsense. Yeah. You know, that's not a very good plot. They did no. not do well by Murray. They did no. really well by Hank. Yes. I think. Um, so yeah. he drops the act, you know, Walt says, yeah, I know. I heard what happened. You know, it, it's awful. And he's like, yeah, you know, why is this like apocalypse now? And my sack there sent me home. You know, can you believe they took their, your second best guy and sent him home? Oh, he was just grabbing an evidence bag. Something must be up. Yeah. You know, yeah. he feels guilty and he feels mm-hmm. like they're suspicious of him. Like he was trying to dodge a bomb. Yeah. Which like you would do, mm-hmm. you know, but he's got this crazy survivor's guilt. Yeah. About this. Yeah. You know, and, and he's just trying to, you know, b- b- build up this external threat. Right. As opposed yeah. to, you know, acknowledging, you know, the fact that like, oh, he is broken uh, a little bit by what happened, you know, by yeah. seeing this. Right. You know, and Walt's just like, hey, you know, maybe is this is something you should find somebody to talk to. And Hank says something that is very true about law enforcement, uh, yeah. which is you, the, the second you go see a shrink, your career's sunk. Right. That like, seems like such a great sustainable thing for our cops. I know. To, right. To have yeah. as a, you know, just like these people, we give them guns, we put them, you know, under immense pressure mm-hmm. and encourage them to kill people, but they can't see a therapist. No, no, not at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's something that like, there's just a code, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so fucking dark. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like you it's know. sad, you know, like, you know, um, so he says, well, you know, what about Marie or even me? You know, you can talk to me. Uh, and he says, I love, uh, Hank doesn't know how to say this. Uh, you know, this is one of those big moments in breaking bad being about masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these two different contrasting forms of it where Hank's is like, listen to the things that you, I deal with and things you deal with. We don't have very much experiential overlap. You know, what it means to be a man is very different to Hank yes. you know, at this point. Uh, and he's struggling with it. He does not realize that other people could be having those struggles. 
yeah uh, here you know that you know there there is some fungibility between him getting this you know survivor's guilt and Walt dealing with you know just a very imminent threat to his own mortality right yeah you know yep. says you know what have I told you I do yeah yeah uh, and he doesn't come clean here obviously yeah you know but he talks about his uh, secret life of Walter Midias uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know life uh-huh. uh, here is Willie Lomanism you know he lived yeah. his life in in fear and anxiety you yeah. know about what what might happen. And he said, you know, ever since, uh, you know, I'd stay up until three in the morning, you know, being scared. But ever since my diagnosis, I feel fine. Yeah. You know, you know, he's Jeff Bridges fearless. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he's almost become uh, limitless. Mm. Uh, different, give him different, that pill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but and this is real funny because he's not gassing Hank up, but like he's, he's saying what he believes will help. Right. Like he's, yeah. he, he is helping him as his brother-in-law saying, you know, the fear is the real enemy. So get up, get out there and you kick that bastard as hard as, as hard as you can right in the teeth for getting that partially that bastard that he's telling him to kick is him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's well, also, you know, the real world, you yes. know, get out in the real world and kick that. Like, yeah. and he is, this is a loving act. Yes. You know, this is not uh, manipulator Walt or no. anything. And I love the vulnerability here. Walt would love to talk to Hank about that shit. Mm-hmm. Like Hank or Walt hasn't had anyone to talk about with that stuff. No, he's literally been through what Hank is going through right this second. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when he is just a blue screen staring at the better call Saul ad. Yeah. You know, after Tuco in the desert or Tuco in the junkyard, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, so Jesse and Walter at the apartment, uh, running the cash counter. You know, Walt has the machine run it again. And he's like, I need this thing running forever. Like, we're going to fucking feed this thing so much money. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Walt finds one of Jane's earrings on the floor, you know, so he knows about her, uh, but nothing comes of it yet. Yeah. yeah. Not yours. I take it. Yeah. Uh, Walt notices the count is short and Jesse says, don't be a dick, you know, but Badger hasn't kicked out in his full amount. I know he's going to, he's probably just sleeping in because I know he's going to pull an all nighter. Yeah. And Walt says he can sleep on his own time. Wake him up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and this only works if you're scared of you, you know. Yeah. And so Jesse calls. They're not your friends. You're their boss. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, and and just uh, got the just the real dick way that Walt is just uh, you know trying to undermine and <laughs> almost like emasculate Jesse. Like he goes yeah. to voicemail you. Oh, voicemail, huh? Like obviously he's ducking yeah. you. He doesn't respect you. Yeah, and it works. Like Jesse then calls Combo and lays into him. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't cover for him. Uh, he finds out where Badger is and he gets the answer and he's like, listen, they were too scared to tell me like Badger got busted. You know, the double-edged sword of making people fear you mm-hmm. and they're not going to share inf- information. Yeah. Um, uh, Hank is doing his elevator ride to get his face on, yes. you know, his panic attack uh, there before he can do his homecoming in the office and become the guy everyone likes, mm-hmm. you know, showtime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. He was like, oh, you know, we're going to go go into the office, read the paperwork, see what you guys have been up to uh, while I've been away. And he's sitting in the office and Gomez is giving them this long look like, yeah, come on, man. Like, come really? on, man. you watched you watched a guy blow up. Yeah. Lo- you know, lo- level with me. You can do that with them, but don't do it with me. Yeah. It was yeah. last week, you know, and yeah. he's like, what do I look like? You know, I'm, I'm here. And he just brushes it off, you yeah. know. And again, these acts of love, right? Like Gomez realizes you know, he doesn't believe him that he's fine, mm-hmm. but realizes this will cheer him up. Yeah. Like he, he wants to focus on work. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, check this out. Uh, you know, they found some of that blue meth. They got the guy in the interrogation room. I was thinking about taking a walk over there. Do you want to come? 
Yeah. Yeah. And Hank's like, hell yeah. We cut to the interrogation room where officer DJ Qualls, the sickest police <laughs> officer there ever was, is talking to, to Badger. Badger's like, man, you told me you were a cop. Like, I feel lied to. I thought we'd yeah. hang out. <laughs> so sweet. I God, I just, such, such an unlocking moment for Badger. Yeah, like, this is, yeah. this is a social life for him. Yeah. It's <laughs> really know? sweet. And like DJ, the officer gets or whatever is it? Officer DJ Qualls. He's playing, um, he's playing the good cop. You know, yep. we, we, we are hanging out you know like just c- come on man like i'm just here to help you that kind of stuff yeah if you tell us your supplier this can go good for you yeah you know listen should i call you badger or brandon you know do you like that uh badger or brandon oh i actually like people who don't like abuse the constitution <laughs> uh, and speaking of constitution uh saul goodman barges in um you know and you know, are you talking to my client without me here that's no mm-hmm. good there are laws you know which one is which it's very like again just immediate yeah. Uh, you know. Go get yourself a juice box. <laughs> the academy, uh, are you right out of the womb? I swear yeah. they're getting younger and younger. younger. You know, go, go get a juice box, take a nap. I'm going to talk to my client. You know, which one are you? Oh, uh, Mayhew, public masturbator. <laughs> you can't just do it at home like the rest of us. Uh, big screen pay-per-view. A Starbucks. Ugh. And that's not me. <laughs> like, oh, it's a transpositional error. <laughs> yeah. Nothing a little whiteout can't fix. It, like, it's it's so good. Yeah. Um, you know. And and I love uh, Saul, you know, absolutely a businessman. Yeah, you know, yeah. This shit. Like this, this is the Saul from the end of the series. Like I'm gonna get you. This is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna get you a second phone call. You're gonna talk to your parents, your parish priests, or whatever. Give me a money order for four thousand, you know, two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Uh, make it out to Ice Station Zebra Associates. I love <laughs> yeah. that so much. Just it's a little munder, money laundering outlet, a shell company yeah. named after one of Howard Hughes's favorite movies. It's really good. Uh, you know, totally legit, just for tax purposes. Yeah. Uh, Badger says, "Will you get me off?" And Saul says, "I'm not your high school girlfriend." You know, mm-hmm. five fingers, no waiting. I'm kidding. I'm going to give you the best defense that money can buy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is a standard transaction. Like this is, this is somebody walking into the gas station and buying a stick of gum. Like yep. he's, he's given him the rundown. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Saul goes out into the hallway. He was talking on his Bluetooth uh, when yep. Hank and Gomi roll up and they rib him about his shitty commercials, you know? Yeah. And he gives it right back to him. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're doing the dozens. They're giving each other shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, what would the DA want? You know, about this little street bust. What do you want with that little twerp? Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, we cut over to Jesse and Walt driving up to Saul's office, uh, you know, and Jesse laying out again, like, well, if you want exponential both growth, our guys are going to get popped. Mm-hmm. This happens. Walt says, okay, well, why don't we hire him a real lawyer? And I love, I love this line delivery so much. Like Jesse's like, this is the real lawyer. This is who I would go to. Like this guy got off Emilio off twice. He was dead to rights. You know, when the going gets tough, you don't want a criminal lawyer. You want a criminal lawyer, which is just uh, immediately like, just like, yeah, no, th- there you go. That sums it up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which also sets up kind of like the, the false expectation of what people thought better call Saul was going to be. You yes. Know? Yeah. 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 Very <laughs> much. So the fact that that starts so far in the past, Mm-hmm. Uh, on that character storyline is really brave. Like it, I was unsure about it, you know, at first, cause the first yeah. season of that show I do think is a little slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. You know, and Michael McKeon fucking a, but yeah. it, it's a little slow. Yes. You know, uh, and you, once you adjust to the pace though, it's like, it's like jumping in a, a cold pool, Yeah. yeah. you know, and you get used to it and it's a, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just, they, 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 they re-earn your trust, but that does yes. take time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they say like, who's going to go inside. I don't need them seeing my face. I don't need them seeing my face. Mm-hmm. You look like the typical clientele. 
dick. You know, <laughs> just uh, you know, they're at a standstill, so they do the coin flip. Yeah, and Walt loses. <laughs> yeah, and they go in and they sit in the waiting room. This, you know, a lot of stuff around Saul's clientele could be considered classist. I'm just gonna roll around in the mud on this one. You know, yeah, it, just, it, it is what well, it is. He, Spooge yeah. was one of his former clients. We're living in a world in which Spooges exist. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Spooge is a given. Yeah, but Spooge just the, is a constant. There's always a lighthouse. There's always Spooge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just Walt's discomfort as he's sitting in this crowded, tiny waiting room, looking around at everybody, and uh, just it's so that, sad. Like, there's like kids. There yeah, well, well there's that one, that one little kid who's just like mad dogging him and like up to the second knuckle digging for boogers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like absolutely playing green knuckle. Uh, and Francesca calls him. All the little details they end up pulling back in for Better Call, Better Call Saul are sweet. And yeah. this, you know, same actress. This is, she's younger here, even mm-hmm. though she'd be, you know, younger in the sequel. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, we get the first look at the office, uh, these huge columns, this it's just the constitution behind him. Yeah. Loves that constitution. <laughs> I, I love how this degrades as it goes on. Like just, yeah. it's very, it's just all foam. Uh, yeah. Uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a TV set, right? You know, and, yeah. uh, Walt is there, you know, does the, 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 what does he say? He says like, Oh, paging DB Cooper. Right. Yeah. I, should I call the FBI and say, I found DB Cooper, you yeah. know, cause he's, he's got the big sunglasses and hat. Yeah. You know, he's look, look incognito. Yeah. Uh, Saul says, Oh, Mayhew, is that a, you know, Irish or Scottish? And he goes, Irish. He goes, Oh, me too. I, you know, uh, I'm my real name is McGill. I just do the Jew thing for the homeboys. Yeah. You know, he, he's passing. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so Saul breaks the news that the DEA is involved, you know, just kind of throwing it out like, you know, yeah, obviously this is this is a factor here. This gets Walt to break character like, oh, yep. shit, DEA is involved. Not only is that a huge problem, you know, so that's a bigger threat than local PD, but also my brother in law. Right. Like we need to figure this out. Yep. Uh, you know, he doesn't break character entirely. He mentions brother in law you know, at this point, but that's what's right, going on right. in his head. Yeah. You know? Uh, and Saul's like, no, this is going to actually be great. There's a deal with the DA and Saul's going to have him take it. And Walt says, well, what about these people? You know, I've heard that there might be reprisals if it's really bad. Uh, and Saul says, well, I, I, you know, in jail, he's not going to like it. You know, you'd rather, uh, have him take his chances on the outside. I might be able to work in some witness protection. Yeah. Uh, and Walt counter is like, you know, these are vicious, desperate people. I heard one of them killed a man by crushing his head with an ATM. <laughs> uh, and Saul, you know, it's like now people love to take credit for the fun ones. Yeah, you know that was my client, Mister Spooge. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and just the Please, news, Mister Spooge was my father. <laughs> and the news is out. You know, the story yeah. wasn't going to hold up for very for very long. It was obvious that uh, Mrs. Spooge did the killing. You know, yeah. he knows about this. You know, just, he's been following the trial because Spooge used to be a client of his. Yeah, he's walking out the door, and Walt just is like, "I know how to do this," and just goes ten thousand dollars. You know, the door closes. Uh, we don't get to hear this conversation. No. You know, no. He, we get the very beginning of it. Uh, $10,000 for Saul to get Badger out, but not talk to the DA. We cut to Walt and Jesse in the car. Yeah. You know, oh, he, he's like, you're telling me that guy wouldn't take a bribe, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And he's like, yeah, kicks me out. Morally outraged, you know, and Jesse like, all right, well, so what's the, what's, what's the plan now? And we are fully in the caper zone. <laughs> yes. Uh, beautiful. Uh, they kidnap him. Uh, he's Saul's leaving his office, uh, hitting on Francisco. Uh, you know, just like, do you mind if I walk you home? You know, for safety. God, you killed me with that booty. <laughs> it's just a uh, scumbag. Yeah. 
He's an absolute scumbag. Yeah. And then he's black bagged and taken out into the desert. Uh, And we get a a bunch of names that are not going to pay off uh, in real time for about mm, five years, six years. Yeah. There's no, uh, no universe uh, in which this was intended. No, no. You know, they literally just, they mined the episodes Mm -hmm. for details, you know? So it's not like they had Nacho Varga planned. No, no. But they, they did build a compelling plot. Mm-hmm. Off of this stuff. Yeah. Using the, using these parts that they just kind of threw in, you know, he's yeah. speaking, he's, you know, he says, it's not me, you know, it's Ignacio, you know, he's the one, you know, speaking in Spanish, you know, siempre soy un amigo, uh, siempre un amigo de, de cartel, you know, just, yeah. I'm always a friend of the cartel. Like he believes it's the cartel finally getting ready to do him in for what happens, you know, in better call Saul. Right. Yeah. Uh, Walt and Jesse uh, are in ski masks with little puffs on the top that they've worn before. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And he realized like, Oh, Lalo didn't send you. Oh, thank Christ. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, at the end of that series, he's, he does not know that yeah, we yeah. couldn't get him. And he's, I mean, there's a ton of pathos to this, like terrible things have happened to Jimmy in the desert before. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his reaction to this, this is not his first rodeo. Like when no, we think about no. all of the stuff that Jimmy's been through, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense for him to, once he realizes it's not the cartel, yeah. he relaxes and takes control of the situation, Yeah, you know, completely. Yeah. Like once he finds out, he's like, what can I do for you? Jesse says, you know, you should have taken the bribe. He, you know, he's like, well, no offense. I don't take bribes from strangers. Jesse's, you know, the deal expired, uh, you know, expired is I'm going to keep a happy thought and assume this is a negotiating tactic. Um, and he gets up, mm-hmm. you know, he, uh, he stands up, uh, he takes, he takes control yeah. over this. Apparently this scene was a nightmare to shoot. It was freezing outside. Um, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of uh, sand in the equipment. Yeah. And uh, Bob Odenkirk had to spend most of it tied up with his hands behind his back on his knees, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not great. No. Yeah. Um, but Jesse says, you know, we're, you know, you're going to keep Badger from talking to the DEA for free or else you're dead. And yep. Saul raises an incredibly good point. That would be, you know, just be a given with any other drug dealing operation. Why don't you just yeah. kill Badger? Yeah. If a mosquito bites you, you don't go gunning for the mosquito's attorney. Every time this happened, Walt looks over at Jesse. Uh, I was like, eh, eh, eh. Like, uh, Walt starts coughing and Sal recognizes him. You know, take yeah. off the mask, get some air. You know, and he's, he's like, I'm going to stand up. I got bad knees. Yeah. You know, and he now is in control. You know, both of you put a dollar in my pocket. You know, make it official. Again, uh, ask official like. Um, I love Jesse just having a five. He's like, I'll take a five. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, uh, and you, now they have attorney p- client privilege. You are now mm-hmm. official, you know, clients of Saul Goodman and Associates. Yeah. You know, so prison shaking is off the table. He says, the way I see it, somebody's going to prison. It's just a matter of who. Yep. Uh, so uh, Hank lays out a deal for Badger. We got to Badger uh, and uh, Badger, uh, Hank and Saul and uh, Gomi in the room. Yeah. Um, Saul is speaking for him. You know, yeah. uh, Hank is laying it out and he's like, Hey, the tough guy act is unnecessary. This young man's cooperating fully. Yeah. Uh, Badger nods and says, yeah, the cook is Heisenberg. He's old. He's 50 or 50 or 70 average height, no hair, balder than you. Yeah. You know, describing a character. And then we get the, the layout of how this happened. You right. Know, we get some chronological trickery. Yeah. So they're back at Saul's office and laying out this uh, character who is going to be sent to prison. He is describing uh, this guy, Jimmy in and out, AKA Jimmy Kilkelly provides a very special kind of service. You know, he spent most of his life on the inside. He prefers it in there now, you know, because the outside world hasn't been too kind to him for a fee. 
um, he will take the fall for you and go to prison. You know, this buy is already set up. We have Jimmy go and act as Heisenberg. Um, and then he gets popped, sent to jail. The heat's off of you. Uh, and yep. all you have to do is pay $80,000 for the privilege, uh, sacrifice a pound of meth for this. And, you know, 50,000 of that's going to go to Saul. Yeah. Uh, and, the, the, you know, somebody should take this episode and send it back to uh, Shawshank Redemption times. <laughs> Can you imagine what this would have done for that old guy? Oh, yeah. Man. If he could have realized he could have gone back to prison for money. Yeah. Working um, at work a shitty grocery store. Ask, yeah. you know, permission to go to the bathroom. Come on. All you could do is pretend to sell meth and mm-hmm. then get back on the inside. Yeah. Institutionalized. Uh, they balk at the price. Uh, but he's like, listen, you know, the cheaper option is having Badger shanked in the chow line. That's still available. <laughs> You know, Walt looks Jesse again, like, eh, uh, eventually they spit out the cash. Yeah. You know, conscience gets back. expensive. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really fun scene again. Uh, you know, badgers on the park bench where the cold open happened and Hank Gomi and DJ Qualls, the sickest FBI agent in the world are watching him from across the street. <laughs> yep. And Walt is so ill. He's so I consumptive. Know. Yeah. He, he's, he's got huge waif. It's like Mina Harker. Yeah. Uh, as if, yeah, it's like the waifest waif that's ever waved. Yeah. It's fucking, no. uh, I'm like Ender Lilies. It's Hank Gomi and DJ Ender Lilies over here. Yeah. But he's so tall is the thing. So like, just, give, give me something in your, in your readiest waif. What is such a weird little ectomorph. Um, the, uh, <laughs> it's a surprise we never got him as Gillian, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, very weird. The um, so the uh, Walt and Jesse are in the Aztec watching as well. They have yeah. binoculars and they're, they're watching. You know, Jimmy is late. Yeah, you know, you know. Just <laughs> I love this. You know, Jesse's like, you think the Jimmy's guy's real? He wants to be in prison. And Walt says a line, you know, from like a different episode of the show or from a different yeah. show. You know, there's more than one kind of prison. Just like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Uh, just, but he gets it. You know, he, it's that 50 years he was describing to Hank. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, of uh, not being, uh, you know, being scared. So a bald guy uh, sets up next to, to Badger, but it's not the right guy. <laughs> you know, uh, so this little comedy thing, because Badger doesn't know what Jimmy looks like. So he's like, let's do this, man. And the guy's just like, <laughs> goes back to his newspaper. Um, yeah. And Walt uh, figures out a way around this. Yeah. You know, to correct the situation. Uh, peels it's a, out. Yeah. It, it's a big risk. He drops Jesse off, says, you know, okay, d- 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 Jimmy's at the wrong bench. You need to tell, tell Badger, go to the right guy. Right. Yeah. And he's going to provide cover for this with a hilarious beat. He plays, the, he plays the fool. He, he plays ignorant yeah. and then just pulls up like, oh, I recognize Hank. Hank's in the driver's seat there and yeah, pulls I, up I right alongside. You. Oh yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, man? Yeah. Just blocking the yeah. camera and well, trying to do going. small talk. Blo- you know, uh, I'm at work. DA work. Oh, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> the U S constitution. <laughs> yeah. It's very, <laughs> very similar to that. Uh, Hank's getting furious, you know, like Walt peel out, go move I go forward or backwards. So forward will get me out of the way. <laughs> You know, uh, as DJ Qualls, like, you know, Hank, I don't have a shot. Hank, I don't have a shot. They need this to get the, the, you know, the, the put away, mm-hmm. uh, until, uh, Jesse walks up behind and just goes, you know, wrong bench, wrong bench, you know, other guy, wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he's able to get back up yeah. uh, and yeah. switch benches. Yeah. And Walt pulls away, 
you know, now, yeah. now that he's had it the other way. And Jesse manages to get it back into the Aztec. Uh, the door really did jam. Like, he really struggles mm-hmm. to get in. Uh, they used the take because it was very funny. Jesse never broke character, but apparently the entire crew was just laughing around him. Yeah. So they had That's to right. do the audio edit, take the laughing out, and Jesse had to yeah. do ADR on it. That's funny. Or Aaron Paul. The, uh, yeah. I love this uh, this little bit. So they they arrest him. You know, and he immediately, as soon as anything happened, just gets up and gets on his knees. <laughs> like he's just done it before. He's not going to, you know, yeah. uh, and Hank's saying there, you know, DJ Qualls is talking to his boss, talking about how they got him and Hank is just staring at it. I'm like, he doesn't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Something's, you know, there's, there's something's no out right here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Jesse returns home and his mattress has been delivered. You know, it's big old yep. mattress leaning up against the living room wall and Jane comes over, you know, she let the, the, the delivery guys in. Yep. Uh, and they, uh, go to town on it. Uh, mm-hmm. we cut over to Walt in grading tests, uh, in chemistry class when Saul walks in, um, and he's been doing his research. Uh, oh my God, yeah. you really are a chemistry teacher. And this is yeah. bone chilling for Walt. Yeah. Uh, cause, uh, this is, that's the first time he's been made. Like somebody's yep. drawn the connection. Yeah, no problem. You know, he's like, how did you find me? He's like, oh, well, first of all, we got to talk about that. You're way too easy to find. My PI charged me for three hours. I seriously doubt it took him more than one. Uh, that's Mike, l- right? Yeah, that's Mike. We we, we actually yeah. see this. We see the the, the handoff happen uh, oh, yeah. at, the, at the end there. Better, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, I, I, I don't like this line in retrospect. They couldn't have known that an Ermin Trout would be about. Irma Chow would never pat us in voices. Come on. No. <laughs> I, I could also see it just being a, like a line. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's all likes to say. He's ingratiating mm-hmm. himself by being like, isn't this the way? Yeah, yeah. I'm, be, I'm being taken for a ride too. Right. Yeah. Uh, Saul, you know, explains that Walt's, uh, you know, your situation's really bad. You know, uh, where are you keeping your money? Buried in the yard? Like, listen, mm-hmm. if I can find you, how far can they be yeah. behind? Uh, and Walt realizes he's selling something. Like, yeah. what are you offering me? You know, and, uh, we get the, you know, uh, Saul's old movie yeah. thing. Like, you know, one of his character things, he's like real into the, the forties, you know, just kind of in general, like that, this is not the forties, but he yeah, loves yeah. old gangster movies. He loves old crime stuff. Yeah. It's something like he picked that. something he picked up from, uh, um, oh gosh, from Kim. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, he says, you know, what did Tom Hagen do for Vito Corleone? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and Walt just plays right in. He's like, "Wait, I'm no Vito Corleone. You're no shit. Right now, you're Fredo, <laughs> but yep. I can make you into Vito, right? Yeah. So, uh, Sound advice, proper introductions. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Saul says, "Listen, you know your product. If it got the DA involved, it's big time. You're on yeah. something special. I want to be a small and silent part of your something special. Yeah, you know, if you want to make money and you want to keep the money you make, better call Saul, uh, <laughs> and then and then leaves." And now he's and part of the team. <laughs> and it's, it's such a good team. Uh huh. God, like just anytime. What a gift this is giving us that for the rest of the series, we're going to get all these scenes where like it's Walt, Jesse and Saul planning. Uh huh. Hey, two words, laser tag. Like every time <laughs> it comes up, it's such a joy. Yeah. Like it, it really feels like this is, is a real moment of arrival mm-hmm. uh, to me for the, for the series. Yeah. Like, uh, Hmm. so fun yeah bob odenkirk is a treasure absolutely a treasure and that's not news to anybody like that's not like great analysis of the episode or whatever it's, it's just like, true we're, we're talking a lot of sugar somebody's gonna come out of the you know i understand contrarians because i am one somebody's gonna pop out and be like i don't actually see what the big deal is about bob odenkirk like there's like i want to say everybody loves him there's mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't yeah, uh, yeah i get it 
uh, let us have our fun. Mm-hmm. He's he's a beautiful treasure to me. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you don't have to get it. You just mm-hmm. have to accept it. Yeah. I mean, again, I just go back to that moment when I realized, you know, who he was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, no, just it, it, it suddenly it all comes rushing back. Like, okay, yeah. here he is. You know, I know him from this stuff, and even just like m- making his debut in this Tim and Eric ass cartoon. You know, he, he produced that show. He produced Tom yeah. Goes the Mayor. Like, he helped like raise the <laughs> raise those guys' profile. You know, he, yeah. he is a comedy saint. Yes, you know, uh, Godfather of modern comedy. Yeah, you know, uh, and I just uh, I adore him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, uh, I got, a, I went to his books for his first book. I went to a signing. I have a picture of me with him. Oh, nice. Um, I have a signed book, a load mm. of hooey is, uh, his first like comedy novel before his like serious biography that is apparently very good. Mm. Yeah. Um, that picture also has my ex in it. One of my oh. exes. So well. it's not as fun a picture as it could be, <laughs> you know, well, it's fine, but yeah. the, uh, oh, but yeah, God. it's uh, very happy. Yeah. I've, I've done so. Um, really excited to have more Saul. He's only in a couple episodes mm-hmm. this season. Um, but then he comes back in, in more of a, more of a role later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're on like a lot of great tracks at this mm-hmm. point. We're going to get, uh, you know, the bottle episode, we're going to get our four days out, which is really mm-hmm. good. We're going to get the climax of this, but we're on the Hank PTSD, you know, Hank versus the cartel track, which is really fun. Yeah. We're not too far from Gus and Mike. Yeah. And we're very close to Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, all great stuff. Yeah. The, mm. we're, we're pretty close to having the predator and the terminator introduced for the first half of season three yes <laughs> <laughs> um love it uh yeah very excited uh mm-hmm. thanks everybody for listening we appreciate you uh if you like the show the best thing you can do for us is go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and support the show if you do you get a bunch of bonus shows uh and you support us and that's yeah. why we can do uh, these shows. It's why we can do these kind of flights of fancy things. Like we have our tent pole shows. Mm-hmm. We also like talking about all kinds of media, which we probably could not justify if it wasn't for listener support. Yes. Because uh, these, these shows, not as many people listen to them. I think mm-hmm. they're just as good, but they don't have the audience. Uh, yeah. That is just the truth. Um, so I, I really, uh, really appreciate when people do support us. You keep stuff like this going. You do. Um, uh, if you can leave a rating or review wherever you found this episode at. Um, and that helps, you know, through some form in some form or fashion, <laughs> raise visibility, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially it does even more of a, makes it even more of a difference for a smaller show on the network like this one. Yeah. Um, you know, than it does even for the other ones, which you should also rate and review uh, until yes. your friends, if you got folks, you know, some, somebody somewhere is starting a, a, a breaking bad rewatch at all times. Mm-hmm. You probably know one, uh, kick them our Look way. to your left. Yeah. Look to your right. Um, Yeah. And uh, big thanks to Gwen yes. for producing this, writing the theme song, uh, which is a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love her and she does great work. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. That's about it. Uh, until next time, better call Saul. Saul.